Welcome to this exploration of an exciting and potentially revolutionary new propulsion concept that may help accelerate our journey to the stars. Please join us as we discuss scientific concepts in this forum we call Jets in Space. Episode 4, Phase 2 Prototypes. Welcome back to Jets in Space. Prototypes will be the lifeblood of this concept as we need to show thrust production in larger scale models. Phase 2 prototype, currently under construction, involves a ducted greenhouse fan. You can see our YouTube video. We might attach a ventilation duct to narrow the aperture of gas escape. We will use transparent plastic tarps spread over a metal wire frame to make the next level airtight container. And the YouTube video for that is pending. Hopefully this will keep weight to a minimum. And instead of using a water surface to demonstrate thrust production, we will attempt a wheeled platform so that we can display the prototype without the need for a water surface. In the YouTube video, a skateboard is used in the demonstration. Next, I'd like to challenge your imagination with the following. Consider in your mind that we have a, a Star Trek type matter transportation system, and we use this transporter to move an entire Boeing 777 airplane into geostationary orbit several miles away from Earth. Next, we take an engineering crew Remove the wings, landing gear, tail section, and all the eternal seating, essentially making the fuselage into a large hollow tube. We then take both engines and mount them internally, vertically, one on top of another, at the forward section nearest the cockpit. For argument's sake, we have also made the fuselage airtight. Also for argument's sake, we have an electric motor to spin the turbofan blades, and there is one atmosphere of a normal Earth-like oxygen and nitrogen mixture within the fuselage. The question would be, would that fuselage produce detectable motion from the internal thrust production? My hypothesis is that it would be able to move in a vectored fashion, depending on its orientation and its thrust to weight ratio. Consider on the surface of the earth, the same engines and fuselage were able to reach subsonic speeds. In the vacuum of space, we remove drag and minimize gravity. Speeds could be higher without these forces acting upon the fuselage. Review of the turbofan. Remember in the previous episode, we talked about turbofan technology and the high bypass ratio. Just a reminder that modern airlines use turbofan engines due to high efficiency of the forward fan blades that operate like an internal propeller. High bypass meaning a significant amount of air is going around the combustion core and thereby not being subjected to chemical or caloric modifications. Repurposing older aircraft. I have read an article about an aircraft graveyard in Arizona. When airline craft pass their useful lifespan, they go to a special desert graveyard in Arizona. Thousands of old fuselages sit there and could be repurposed to create IAP drives. Airline fuselages are designed to hold relatively normal air pressure at high altitude, so we already have multiple airtight containers waiting to be used, potentially. Review of potential energy of compressed gases from episode two. One concept that will greatly influence prototype design is the potential energy of compressed gases as mentioned in the previous episode. My hypothesis rests on thrust production from releasing compressed gases in a controlled fashion and letting that compressed gas expand in the thrust generation corridor until it loses the majority of its potential energy. After that energy has been used for thrust generation, the relatively lower pressure gas is then recycled by the atmosphere return corridor to begin the process again continually. Mathematics. I remember my classes in calculus where certain variables were looked at 
as they changed over time in comparison to other variables. I'd be happy to work with the mathematician to possibly devise a formula that looks at the change in pressure over the change in the distance from the source of the pressure. The universal gas equation plays a part in this where pressure and volume are related to the number of moles of gas times the universal gas constant times the temperature. We would need pressure sensors throughout the apparatus to measure these pressure variables, but I think this would be an important step in monitoring pressure changes in future prototypes. Varying the internal pressure. Looking at possible modifications for future prototypes, I'd have to look also at possibly varying the amount of pressure within the airtight container. We could theoretically increase that pressure to two to three times that of a normal Earth atmosphere. The resting pressure being the pressure inside the airtight container without the fan blade spinning. Would thrust production be more efficient at half an atmosphere versus two to three atmospheres? More likely, higher resting internal pressure would mean a heavier airtight container to withstand that pressure. So thrust to weight concerns would come into play again. The sail effect. A person on Facebook commented recently that the air pushing on the back of the wall of the container could cancel out some of the thrust produced. That was an excellent question and observation, and I termed this a sail effect. Just as a sailboat uses wind pushing on the fabric to generate motion, there would be some force pushing on the airtight container in the opposite direction of thrust in our models. First, the surface area involved is small enough where I believe the thrust production would overcome this phenomenon. Second, we could design a conical structure at the end of the thrust generation corridor that would theoretically minimize the sail effect by further reducing surface area subject to this effect. Phase 3 Prototypes I am currently in search for Phase 3 prototype components. Luckily, my Phase 2 prototype engine came ready to use as an electric greenhouse fan. I'm open to ideas that can serve as future motors such as HVAC systems. Eventually, we will need to use turbofan blades similar to jet engines, but that prototype would require major funding and engineering support. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jets in Space. Please also look at our Facebook materials by searching the terms Bell and Arrow, Internal Atmospheric Propulsion, and Jets in Space. Hopefully we'll see you on Facebook, and hopefully you can continue to support us in our endeavor to get to the stars. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Jets in Space. There are numerous ways that you can help us out. Number one, you can subscribe to this podcast. Number two, you can check out our website, bellinaerospace.com. Number three, you can make a prototype IAP model at home. Number four, you can support us financially on Patreon at patreon backslash Jets in Space. Number five, tell your friends about us and send them to this podcast and our website. Number six, if you have friends and or family who work in the aerospace industry, talk to them about this concept and ask them to check out our materials as well. Number seven, help us find companies who make airtight containers, turbine engines, electric motors, and any manufacturers who may be able to help us move IAP forward. Number eight, I would love to interview aerospace engineers, aerospace enthusiasts, officials at NASA, SpaceX, anyone who can help us move our project forward. Number nine, if you know any investors, venture capitalists, sharks from the shark tank, please send them our way. We will be happy to let them invest in this project. And finally, number 10, as a Catholic Christian, I would also personally greatly appreciate your prayers for this endeavor. Until the next episode, let's dream of the stars. 